Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts. I am your host Aksha Chandrasekharan. It's 2021 and companies are devoting more and more attention and resources to advancing diversity, equity and inclusion. How do we measure the impact and pace of progress when it comes to inclusivity in workplaces? Enter Dr. Sandhya Rajesh. Today we are in conversation with Dr. Sandhya Rajesh. She is the founder of the social enterprise Avatar. working towards creating diverse equitable and inclusive organizations dr sandhya is the advisor of choice for an impressive list of organizations and leaders in the last two decades she has personally trained and mentored over 10000 leaders in the indian corporate sector under dr sandhya's leadership avatar conducts india's largest gender analytics research on the best companies for women in india that recognizes the top 10 and 100 best companies In 2019, Avatar also created the most inclusive companies index to identify companies whose diversity intent transcends the stand of gender to include diversity of abilities, that of sexual orientation, age and culture. The results of the 2021 study for best companies for women and most inclusive companies came out today. Let's find out from Sandhya. Welcome Sandhya, my first question to you is what set apart the 10 companies Accenture, Citi, Deloitte, Deutsche Bank Group, EY, Genpact, IBM, Infosys, Mastercard and Zuis Associates which were named as inclusivity champions. During the launch interview, you mentioned their commitment to checking biases. Could you talk to me more about that? Thank you uh, Akshaya and it's wonderful to talk to you about Uh, the most inclusive companies index uh, and the results of which were announced uh, you know shortly and uh, the companies that you mentioned which is accenture city deloitte deutsche bank group ey genpact ibm infosys mastercard and zuis associates along with target all of these organizations uh, you know were named as champions of inclusion and one of the reasons that they are champions is because they have taken that extra effort to make sure that all of their processes uh, where they are working with um, you know uh, not only the people in terms of hiring in terms of growing in terms of development but also all of the other processes which actually uh, address them to the larger population which means to customers to the community uh, to the people at large all of in all of these aspects they have embedded inclusion and one of the ways in which they have done is through debiasing most of these processes so this debiasing is actually a very interesting uh, thing because biases as you know are a uh, are a sort of a protection mechanism for the mind you know it it started off uh, 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 many 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 centuries ago uh, you know probably when we were neanderthals and uh, the whole concept of amygdala hijack which we all hear about where you know we are suddenly caught uh, into the fear of dealing with the unknown and there is the fight or flight type of a reaction that we bring um, you know and and this is something even though we are no longer you know stone age people we still bring it into the workplace even into the you know the the intelligence age the uh, automation age even here even today we bring those 
aspects of the amygdala hijack of biases into the workplace so and and the interesting part here that we have to keep in mind is that biases are not generic biases could be very very specific usually we think that you know uh, we are talking about biases from the perspective of you know there is a gender bias or we say that there is a generation bias or we would say that you know there is a heterosexuality heteronormative bias but the truth is biases could be very very specific down to functions and down to the industry and the geography where it is located so uh, that is why it becomes very important for organizations to delve deep into the origin of these biases look at each of these processes see how uh, you know the biases impact the outcome of those processes and then debias the processes so i think uh, that is where all of these champions have done exceedingly well uh, they have done tremendously in terms of identifying a lot of the biases that exist specific to their industry specific to their organization and uh, which is why i think they are the champions i have a follow up question to that what are some of the business cases where you said there were specific biases that these companies examined and uh, put in place some corrective measures that made them you know set stand apart from the others sure absolutely so um, you know when you when you look at each of the industries and i'm going to take a, a very random different example not specific to the champions but just by way of illustration now for instance if you take a, a, a you know um, a company which is into say cements and uh, you have a, a certain type of a production system going on you know where cement gets produced there are certain biases which could operate where it talks about uh, you know safety for women taking precedence in a particular scenario now while uh, you know the organization would be looking at it in terms of say safety in terms of you know protecting the woman and so on the uh, hidden bias which is which could be completely unconscious could be the fact that this actually has a very detrimental effect towards the woman's career so if you look at every process that an organization has you know whether it is a recruitment process or is it a uh, or it's a target uh, you know allocation process or it is an account uh, you know specification process you will find that uh, many of these have biases within them without even us being aware of it so it takes uh, you know a lot of soul searching for an organization to actually look deep into all of its processes and say that hey i think i'm making a mistake here by taking this decision on behalf of a woman or on behalf of somebody from rural india or on behalf of a person with disability assuming that i'm doing you know what i think is best for them while actually it turns out to be a case of bias from your explanation what i infer is that these organizations must have a really strong feedback loop right also assessing how they are impacting the employees every now and then so it means there are a lot of feedback loops which also is a very important differentiating factor i'm assuming that's a very very perceptive and a uh, and a very logical uh, conclusion that you've arrived at uh, akshaya and uh, i should say that Uh, one of the ways in which organizations become 
top 10 best companies for women in India or they become the 100 best companies for women or the exemplars or champions of inclusion uh, is by encouraging this feedback that you talked about. And uh, I think uh, what it really means is that these organizations are listening very, very deeply to what their, uh, you know, employees have to say. And if you look at our top 10 best companies for women in India, which includes Accenture, City, Deloitte, Deutsche Bank, EY, Genpact, IBM, Infosys, MasterCard and ZS, which are the top 10 best companies for women in India, you will find that this feedback loop is very, very, uh, you know, strongly embedded. It's, it's there in the form of employee surveys. It's there in the form of engagement studies. It's in the form of research uh, that is undertaken. It's in the form of audits that are taken, uh, you know, that are, that are invested in where uh, the employees have the liberty to speak their mind. And from all of this input is, uh, you know, the awareness that arises saying that, yes, so here probably this woman in the plant, uh, you know, in a manufacturing plant, uh, you know, has a point when she says that this is the way she's experiencing the organizational culture. So what can we do to, you know, rectify that? Or uh, if you're looking at a person from the gay community, from the LGBTQ community, and you find that that person has experienced, uh, you know, some instance of, you know, I don't know, being excluded, uh, you know, and, and then you realize that that is happening because of the way in which the organization's uh, uh, work has been structured, then you go back to the drawing board and you kind of, you know, sort it. So uh, absolutely right. Feedback, as they say, is the breakfast of champions. So I guess it holds true for champions of inclusion as well. Speaking of the LGBTQ plus community, I was thinking the conversation around the community has is still in its nascent stages and most workplaces reflect the society they're a part of. So where do you think, do you think things are improving in the corporate se sector when it comes to the way they approach? Okay. So um, uh, first of all, I'm, uh, you know, going to congratulate the uh, champions of the most inclusive companies index, uh, which is Accenture, City, Cushman and Wakefield, Deloitte, EY, IBM, MasterCard, Pega Systems, Target, uh, and tech Mahindra. Uh, these are the organizations that have emerged as the champions of inclusion in our most inclusive companies index. And uh, here, you know, to your uh, question, uh, you know, what, what has actually been done uh, with regard to, um, uh, you know, encouraging, empowering, um, and also providing a sense of career security to members of the LGBTQ community, I would say that the last year has been actually a huge eye-opener. In many ways, what the COVID did was because it encouraged work from home, because it encouraged uh, remote working, it enabled a lot of very, very different people to be themselves because they had the comfort and security of their home. And, you know, it was just their work which was being assessed not their personality, not the way they looked, the way they dressed, the way they spoke. All of that didn't matter. And I think in that way, COVID was a big ally 
to the lgbtq community because a lot of the organizations that ensured work from home happened were also actually enabling careers of the gay community that's fascinating to know that companies are finally recognizing that performance and skill has no gender but i truly hope it trickles down to physical workplaces or when companies go into a hybrid model it also makes me wonder what is the relationship between the pandemic and inclusive workplaces if there is any three things come to my mind pandemic has had a very very interesting influence on dei momentum the first point is companies which had already been on the most inclusive companies index on the best companies for women in india we found that they managed covid a lot better than organizations that weren't so i think it's very very important for companies to submit themselves to the rigor of an annual assessment where they bring all their policies they bring their data they subject themselves to being you know assessed being audited and that really that that sense of accountability saying that you know oh my god i'm going to fill up this huge form and you know there are these hundreds and hundreds of questions that are going to be asked of me and therefore i need to be accountable for the kind of culture that i create the kind of human resource policies that are there in place the kind of inclusive behavior uh, you know that i'm going to be uh, monitoring uh, and and that makes a difference actually you know that they offered flexibility not because it was needed on account of covid but because women needed it to progress in their career and this is something i often say akshaya i believe that flexibility is the oxygen of women's careers and uh, i have seen in 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 at least 8 out of 10 cases that you just have to provide flexibility to a woman professional and you will be able to salvage her career from the brink of a break so uh, so these organizations had already done that and they had experimented with flexible working with remote working with seeing how uh, you know these systems work and uh, they did it bau they did it business as usual not because there was a pandemic lurking in the corners this is the first uh, point uh, that i noticed the second point that i noticed is the leaders who were truly passionate about diversity equity and inclusion they just got more passionate during the covid this was very interesting because you would usually assume that you know when there is a raging pandemic and you know you have all kinds of vuka being unleashed you know at you there is volatility uncertainty complexity ambiguity in every form and and you know what you considered as something totally stable and everything is is just not there anymore uh you know and and so what would you assume that leaders would do that they would you know absolutely struggle to kind of protect their business and protect their top line at the cost of everything that is what one would assume but the beauty is those leaders who were already passionate about diversity equity and inclusion they just went to another level because like they often say you know we are all in the same storm but we are all in different boats and this different boats actually denotes the kind of privilege that you already have so therefore you saw that these leaders went absolutely out of the way to ensure that the company experienced diversity equity and inclusion uh, at at a very very enhanced level during the time of the pandemic 
and uh, you know that is that's the second point uh, that i really noticed out of this entire uh, you know experience and uh, the third point that i found out was during the time of covid there were a lot of organizations that pivoted you know their business models which means that they had to look at their business models they had to look at their revenues and then they had to completely change the way in which they made money and the very interesting part is the companies that were diverse the companies that had you know a very heterogeneous team sitting together and brainstorming they were able to pivot so much better than the companies that had very very homogeneous teams so i think in all of these cases in terms of you know taking on vuka from a from a remote working perspective in terms of the leadership actually getting even more accentuated during the time of the pandemic and the successful pivots of business which these companies did i think that is what i noticed uh, during the pandemic akshaya uh, thank you so much dr saundarya rajesh for taking the time out and speaking to business line today with that we come to an end of this conversation and leaves me feeling optimistic to know that the pace of progress is improving so thank you for the work that you do if you like what you heard share the link check out our site the hindubusinessline.com and watch our videos on youtube.com/thehindubusinessline that is youtube.com/thehindubusinessline thank you for tuning in you'll hear more from us next time